Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League Podcast. This is your favorite time of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town. The dream is over as Liverpool ruined Manchester City's chances of an invincible season. Arsenal have bombed out of the FA Cup, lost to Bournemouth, and Sanchez is on his way out. January transfer window is heating up with big names being rumoured to be on the market. And of course, Facebook's finest, Coutinho's transfer. And we look ahead of week 24 of the Premier League season. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by a man who I wish didn't show up today because he's got a smile as big as I've ever seen before. Michael Kennedy, how are we doing today? Get it out of the way early. Nick? Sing it with me. Salah. <laughs> oh, money, money. Bobby Firmino. But we sold Curtinio. And that, I'll stop it there. I like that. It's a catchy song. Oh. I can't help myself. But all for good Great reason. If, if that's, Great week. If all oh. I have to do is uh, put up with Liverpool beating Manchester City to get a song like that, maybe I can oh, live with boy. it. Oh, boy. Oh, it's exciting. But uh, Manchester City, of course, losing Mickey. They uh, did. Exciting times, but not the only big result that happened. Uh, we've got a lot to go through as well. Yes. FA Cup happened. Facebook's finest is back, of course. We've had a couple of weeks off. I've been well, beaten. not because of us, because of the fixtures. Because of the fixtures, of yeah. course. And uh, I've been beaten in the uh, in the tipping, of course. You're, of course. Coming, you're coming back, 11-8 Real currently. Hard and we're going to have to have some double point weeks because we have missed out on a few. So they're, they're yep. going to make things really interesting coming up. But what do you reckon off the bat, Mickey? Uh, how's the table looking up right now? You know, we're 23 weeks in. Uh, it's yep. kind of, We're starting to get get into that, you know, we're past the Christmas period, we're starting to get into that January period where a lot of the seems seems like most years, some of the top teams start to falter here, and it's, maybe this is where the city start to falter. Yeah, oh, we're still a long way back away from that, I think, yes. from we start mentioning that, but I'm, I'm sure we'll bring that up, you know, over the course of it, you know, is, is they are, are they as immortal as we think at the moment this year? Um you know, still probably, but you know that, that's that's being honest. But the next couple of weeks can be real testing. If you see you drop another game here next couple of weeks, and United win a couple, Liverpool win a couple, Chelsea, um, you know, does City start looking over their shoulder? Maybe. And and, and when that happens, and don't forget, uh, City have Champions League as well as the, those other teams that I mentioned have Champions League also. But um, with Champions League coming up, um, there's a lot of big games that City might be. Um, you know, using their resources elsewhere, yep. and um, it'll be quite interesting to see what happens. I'll, right at this moment, but uh, after playing twenty three games and losing one, um, <laughs> probably not something that you really look to. But you know, uh, you know, I'm just glad they lost on the weekend, and and what a game it was. Yeah, well, it was an absolute crack. We'll get straight into that. Of course, yep. uh, the biggest game of the week, of course, was Liverpool defeating Manchester City four three. Oh, yes. Uh, a few things we're going to talk about here. First of all, I remember saying a few weeks ago, Liverpool and Arsenal probably had six of the worst goals ever. I think Liverpool at least had four of the best goals. Uh, they yes. all of the all goals that Liverpool scored were fantastic, and it seemed like Man City's goals were kind of the. Not not bad goals, I guess. They're all, they, all, they made their goals happen. I yeah, they that. all count, uh, as we say, it all counts the same, but you know, they weren't as impressive. Um, yeah, and to be honest, as, as I, I love to brag, but I predicted this a couple of weeks ago, yes, and I said the only reason we could beat Man City is if we went firepower for firepower. Yep. And in the end, it seems like that's exactly what happened. Um, we had this eight, millions, eight minutes of brilliance, um, I'd say, where we just... Almost just made Man City rethink about everything they've you know achieved so far. We just 
absolutely tore them apart. Um, a little bit of help from defensive areas, but you know, a couple of the goals were made by pressure on uh, yes, the pressing. Yes. Um, we started off well. Ox um, scoring in the ninth minute. Now this was a, a sign of a player that's playing with um, growing confidence yes. ever since moving to Liverpool. Um, you know, at the start of the year, I was pretty um, critical of, of the decision that Klopp was to buy this player. Now, he's starting to find his feet and he's he's starting to find a le- level on the Klopp that he never reached at Arsenal. And, you know, I wonder if Theo Walcott's looking at this going, you know, I was in the same boat this year. He's still at Arsenal. Maybe he's someone who will be looking to move also after seeing, you know, someone like Ox doing so well. Um at the end of the day, what this is a huge victory for Liverpool. Um, you know, it was two of the most entertaining teams in the league. Yeah, in a truly in a match which truly was lived exceptional. Up to it. Yeah, it lived. It lived it was up a to the fantastic, hype. Like I was off off my seat for most. Of, like I watched the game and I was off off my couch for most of it, screaming. Yeah, either <laughs> as, one way or another. As you do. Um, yeah, I'm pretty emotional when it comes to watching the game, but. Um, and all in all, this gave everything that it could ever imagine to hope for. Yeah, definitely. I like going through. You're saying with Ox, uh, some, something as you were saying, playing of confidence. Like, you know, if it was last year, he wouldn't take that shot at Arsenal. No, he no wouldn't way. have made the run. And he, he, he made his own. He made his own chance. And with that, you see, like um, when I originally saw the the goal, I kind of went, Edison should have saved that. But it's it's sometimes when you take those shots early and when the keepers aren't expecting yeah. it, that you catch them off guard, gives them that extra split second to react to it, and that's what it was. And like because yep. when you actually look at where it went past him, it was like oh, maybe he could have got to it, but because it's where he took the shot and how it was unexpected, that's how it went through. And, and powerful shot too against the wind going at um. The, at the cop end, um, there was a very strong uh, head ring going the other way. Now, Nick, I'll ask you this question. Yes. Edison's been talked up to be a good goalkeeper. Ooh, yes. Did, was he exposed on the weekend? He was the, the reason why um, Salah scored his absolute pearler. But yep. um, for anyone who didn't see, uh, Salah played the through ball. Um, it was a bit wayward. Edison's come out, as he should have, off the clear. But... He's literally kicked it straight back to Salah, who had the the composure and the time to yeah. pretty much lob it straight back over him for a goal. Now that's you know a lot of people are talking about Corus's error. Yeah. I think this one's probably even worse. Um, obviously, he doesn't have that reputation of being a poor goalkeeper, so it, it's kind of like a little bit you know to the way wayward side it gets pushed across. But just you talking about Ox's goal, then you're thinking that maybe he could have got to that and this one. Um, I'm under the impression that he's probably never played a team that have come at them so hard before. Um, a, lo- the, a lot of the defensive was real shaky. Um, yeah. And I, I think a lot of it was due to the pressing and just playing against a team that was coming as hard as what they give to other teams, really. Yeah, and I also think that, uh, you know, when you're, when as you were saying before, an eight-minute period where they score three goals, I think that by the time that that moment came, Edison was so almost shaken up by yeah. what had happened in the previous eight minutes that he's just kind of like, he's just trying he so did, hard. Yeah, he almost over, it, yeah, yeah. He over, overdid it. And, you know, that's I call that more of a blip in the radar for someone like him because he has shown that he is he a is fantastic a keeper, goalkeeper. Yeah. But uh, it just was a real critical time for him to do something wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I do need to concede one thing. Um, you know, I go on about certain players. I, I, I have my gripes about certain players, but when the game was on the line here, when the game was one all, and in all honesty, I think a lot of people, especially Liverpool supporters, have been thinking it's just going to turn over yep. at one stage. Firmino stood up and created a goal that was absolutely, really, which turned the tide, which was the reason why Liverpool won in the end. And I, as I said to you before, it was a goal that 
um, at, at the at the point of the, this stage of the game, it's one all, and this had everything to play for, and probably one of the most critical moments of the game, and probably the most if you think about what was what happened after that. For him to take like to have the confidence and almost audacity to chip the keeper like yeah. he did, and for it to go in, and and it was just a goal that kind of made cemented in my mind that he, this guy is a real deal. Um, you know, he, he sometimes doesn't get the I, – like, I give him praise. I know you had been questionable about him. But yeah, I, I know a couple of weeks ago you said, who's he actually scored against? Yeah. Well, he, he has scored against um, City a few times, and he's scored against Arsenal a few times. Yeah. He has scored when the when the big games are on the line. Um, th- this guy, as I said, out-muscled stones, but smartly. He didn't, yeah. he didn't push him to ground. He just – Wanted the ball more, and as you said, made something out of nothing, and his finish was probably as good as you could possibly imagine. It's funny because, like, I look at Firmino's goals, and I think the next, you know, we for me is somebody who, uh, like, a lot of people think when something like this happens, they're like, ha ha ha, you're wrong, Nick, kind of thing. But it's almost like you kind of want him to get better, because yeah. you, you know there's good players there. I know Firmino's a good player. I just know he just hasn't been He's, hitting the mark as much as what I kind of think to he be, could. Um, the jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. He's not. Deceptively quick. He's not um, big and strong like a Lukaku. Um, he, he's not like a Harry Kane. Or I'd say not a Harry Kane, but he doesn't waste chances. That's another thing too. Very rarely yeah. you see him blow a chance one on one or something like that. Um, even like he's very good at making something out of nothing, which he did. Um, but he's quite quick. Is is not like you know not speed star. He's not quite quick. He's strong for what he he looks. Yeah, but he's not like a Lukaku. So he, he's good at everything, but I wouldn't say that there's one like trait that um, stands out when you come to Roberto Firmino, and that was probably what makes him a good player because he kind of can play anything. And and when you, you try to stop a player that can kind of do everything, it's very hard to stop a player like that. So you know, um, yeah, he's he's playing really well at the moment. One player I will say that I'll, it did raise a couple, like, raise my eyebrows like a few bit. Um, as, as well as Mane played, and the, and the goal he scored off his left foot was absolute cracker. Um, he does become very selfish, and um, it's very yeah. concerning um, when when you're trying to play as a three now, I guess. But um, when you got one player that kind of does a little selfish act a couple of times a game, which almost um, ruins clear chances sometimes, it is a bit concerning how Firmino and Salah will uh, you know act eventually. Like right now, it should be, is okay, but. Yeah. You know, after a while, do they? You know, will they say something? Maybe. Well, but, if, if, the, yeah. if the results start not going their way, who knows how it all changes? I just want yeah. to quickly on Firmino. Um, I think the next thing that I I think that he needs to do is um, and I noticed this throughout the season is you know Liverpool have won a few one nil wins. Yeah, yeah. And, and critical goals have been scored, but the critical goals usually been scored by Salah. He's been the guy who scored. You know, creates yeah. that moment of magic. With, with Firmino, it seems like his goals happen in high scoring games, which is what and I, I look at always. Yeah. I got always score lines right here when he scored. So it's Got a three all, four nil, three nil, five one, four nil, three all, five nil, four three. So they're all very high scoring games, yeah. right? Thrashings or big score. I, I think that the next thing he needs to do is be that guy who scores the deadlock, you know, the, the break the deadlock and win him the yeah. game like that. I just think that that's something that, you know, to set him to the next level. Because, like, you know, a lot of Facebook's starting to really praise him right now. Rightfully so. He scored a fantastic goal, played really well throughout the whole game. Yeah. But I think that that's kind of the next thing. Because, you know, if Liverpool can't. You know, concede three goals every game, and they can't score four goals every game. You know what I mean? There's going to be games where it's yep. nil or deadlocked, and they need somebody to score. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, you make a fair point, and I didn't actually realize that until you said it. Um, a lot of the times, he can be like he was the second goal, and you can argue, but um, from that goal 
turned into a four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you say, like I wouldn't have said that we would have gone on the absolute um, landslide attack that we did after oh, yeah, that, that. That created that, goal. that yeah. created everything. That yeah. that that quarter chance turned half chance turned goal created everything for the game. Um, the the one the couple of players that I will mention that I thought could have done a lot better. Joe Gomez again. Yep. Um, it seems to be you can see it now, can't you? Mm. Like the you know Sane. The ball's coming in the air. It's windy as just sacrifice that ball. I don't know what he was trying. And what that did is he put Sane into this prime position to run right at um, Matip, I think it was. Matip yeah. didn't do great either. And and he's another guy that I criticise a lot. Yeah. These two are the guys that, if you go back a couple of weeks, you look at Sanchez goal and a, and a couple of weeks before that, another goal where he makes this critical error yeah. that turns into a goal. Um and I, I think there's a few other people who are starting to notice it now as well. He's, this, been, get, he's been getting away with it for a while, hasn't yeah. he? You've been, you've been on about this for not like it's not yeah, been a couple just, of weeks. It's, it's just been a while. Schoolboy errors that, that lead to goals, direct goals. Yeah. And and again, it did. You know, Corius had this, I don't know what he was doing, like near post. It was hit hard, but you're, you're world class. You're playing for one of the biggest teams in Europe football. Like, just, just palm it away. We we are we are very firm believers in uh in goalkeepers should never get beaten near post. There are very rare exceptions, and I don't know if yeah. this is you can no, argue this, is this definitely is one. Not. I, like, if you watch the replay, he could he it could, was insatiable distance. Get, it was like it wasn't too high. He had two hands together. Yeah, he had two hands together. I reckon it's just come straight off his hands and it's gone straight in. Yeah, I, I honestly think that it come off his hand anyway. Um, but praise to Sane, he got onto that left foot. I, um, I don't know why. Matip let him go onto his left foot. I don't, I don't know if he yeah. thought Gomez was going to come and cover him, but obviously it didn't happen. They scored. And in that stage of the game, I, f- I felt Liverpool had control, but um, within an instant, it was just back to square one. And, yeah, and then you had to ask yourself, where's the goal coming from for a little bit? Um, but credit to City. They're a team that just kind of banging goals, even when they don't look like banging goals. Like, they didn't look as convincing no, as they have. No way. But... They still got three goals past. I'm not saying that they did it against a world-class defense because they clearly didn't. Yeah. But at the end of the, um, I think as like um, as an overall, I think Liverpool unbelievable to get the three points. Um, good to have so many different scorers. It didn't look like we missed Coutinho at all. No. Nah. Interesting stat. Um, I read. I think it was in 2017, 2018 that we won 77% without Coutinho yeah, and 44 with. I actually had that stat re- uh, screenshotted actually yeah. for uh, for later on. But they, I was actually going to bring that up now, but I forgot. But yeah, it's a perfect stat, isn't it? It's one of yeah. those weird ones sometimes that you you rely so much on your best player and you tr- you're always looking for it, maybe a bit too much, you know. And maybe yeah. maybe it's a nothing stat. Maybe it means nothing in the grand scheme. The only but- the only thing we're going to come unstuck is when the fixtures are coming in with the Champions League. And yeah. the one thing Klopp was doing that I. Notice that I thought was very good was he was kind of like rotating one of the fat four out. Yeah. So we always kind of had one or two players in playing every game, even the cup games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He doesn't have that luxury anymore, so it'll be interesting to see how he does that. I guess Lana could fit into that mold. How is Lana doing? Is he coming he's, back or he, what? He played a couple more minutes this week. He's looking better. Um, he's a great player when he's up and going. That's he the is. Thing. He's, he's very and he fits into this mold that Klopp's searching for as well. He's a yeah. good presser. He's very good on the ball. Very creative as well. Does, so does Henderson uh, retain his spot? Does he get to keep Henderson? Getting, yeah. Um, he, I think it all depends if Navicita gets signed. Um, yeah. Liverpool are pushing for him to get to come in January. Uh, Lisberg, uh, I think they've they've made it pretty clear that but they're not going to sell him, which is a bit disappointing and. Um, 
I was actually listening to a report on how he played on the week that he actually scored over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, reported that he doesn't look quite interested in this uh, he, he kind of wants to make the move happen already. Yeah. You can't really blame a player for that. If they've already signed a contract in another club, are they really there? Like, Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's hard, it? to, it's hard to buy into the campaign when you, you know you're going to be gone at the end of the season. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens on that front. I don't know how hard Liverpool are going to go for that deal. Yeah. Um, they have money to spend. They have money to burn, <laughs> £142 million pounds straight in the bank account. Thank you very much. I don't know how much they intended to put into the uh, Van Dyke deal, but so that's Yeah, thing. I think that might have been accounted for when they were kind of getting Van Dyke. They might have known that Coutinho was on his way out. But yeah, yeah we'll move on, but a uh, uh, great any, win. Any points on, on the like any thoughts on the game in, in general or, you know, what does this mean? I think it, I think it's just a, uh, an overall Man City. I think they had to, they were going to lose sometime. I like, I yeah. don't, I've, I've kind of, you know, when you, we, we well, go on about this, Invincibles. Match, but did you see him losing? Yeah, I thought they. I thought think they would lose. I actually. I was, no, I mean, like after the Liverpool match, say say they didn't lose this week. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't think I could see him losing. Yeah, I, I, this was the this was the. It's funny because you were being you're very confident about Liverpool at home fixture. I'm very confident about when they come back to Wembley. I think yeah. I think Spurs will towel them up. I really do because yeah. I think we play really well usually at home. Wembley's a different story, of course, but I. I, I I'm but you have there. turned that form into a good yeah. Game you against Wembley. the bigger teams, we seem to be doing okay. But yeah, you know, who knows? Uh, we'll move on. But big yeah, upset. We love talking about. I know you love talking about Liverpool. I love our team. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on to probably the biggest upset of the week. Uh, Bournemouth going 2-1 over Arsenal. Again, like, yeah, I've got to say, I've got to say this. I don't mean this in a mean way, but Lacazette really needs to get on the score sheet. He, he's, I think, I think they he's have a play a, without confidence, isn't he? I saw a stat saying I think Kane scored like eleven or twelve goals since last time Lacazette scored. Like, it's ridiculous. Do you think this has anything to do with the manager? I, I like, I, it's all. Fun in games, you know, blaming someone else for someone's poor form. But this is a guy that, you know, has come to be the main striker. Um, so many times this year, his supply has been poor. He gets taken off a lot, which is yeah. not something that you'd want to do from your centre forward. It's it's a, a centre forward role is real. Um, you almost sometimes you just got to push him along and, and and give him that little co- bit of confidence because once they're on, once they're in their mind that they can't miss and, and they're on fire. They're going to bang in 20, 25 goals for you. It is very mentally tough um, position because yeah. you are the vocal point. You are the per- person, um, you know, given responsibility to to win the game a lot of the time. Well, you look at it and you're like, I, I can imagine, like I said, coming into this game and thinking, you know, usually I have, who do I have? I have Sanchez and I have Ozil behind me, like ready to give me some beautiful yeah. balls. Neither of them playing. You got Welbeck and Awobi. Like it must be a little bit disheartening knowing that at Did, least Sanchez how, is nearly guaranteed on the way out. Yeah, uh, Ozil might be on the way out probably how, sometime. How poor is this Arsenal side at the moment? Like you take them two out and and you think, you know, um, one standout performer for Arsenal was Jack Wilshere. Yes, he's starting yeah. to really find his form and fitness. Um, you know, but. Besides him, and he's only just making his way back, how much of a shambles does this Arsenal team look? Um, if you put them up against any of the other top five teams, they just they got they got no comparison. Yeah, it it just seems it's very strange to me because like you know this this is one of those games that they don't have much firepower. Even the the ones at the back aren't holding up as well. They had Rob Holding playing yep. again, and you know Holding was somebody who went from being on the ground to being completely off the bench. Like he has no confidence going to any yep. game, and like to chuck him into this kind of a bit of a danger game against Bournemouth was I don't think was it a danger game, but like I think so in the context of what everything was going nev- on, they've never lost to Bournemouth yep. ever. But they just like, got, they, like no time in history have they ever lost to. Just just got eliminated out of the FA Cup. Confidence is at an all-time low. It was a game they really needed to win, like in terms of the whole, like not even in terms of where they are on the table, just to boost 
boost the club's morale a little bit. And I think they needed to really go for this because they, you know, they they have another game coming up. But they, they obviously every every week you have a freaking game to play. They don't have midweek now, like for at least yeah. for the next week. They don't have that. They don't need to rest players. I think that they needed to really go for this. And they, but but is that even like like? That's what I mean now. Like without Ozil, without Sanchez, that's probably almost their best team. Yeah, I don't, it is. Yeah, that's how. That's what I'm. Like, my point is that their, their team at the moment is like read the read the side out for me, Nick. So the only one I put in uh, that is was on the bench was uh, Kolasinac. That's the only one. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, okay. I think so, uh, yeah, the you left got back. Check at the back, who's obviously fantastic, holding Mustafi and Chambers. I think Chambers isn't really uh, he's not yeah. up to it uh, as Ma- much. Mustafi's a bit on and off sometimes. Yeah. So he's scoring goals occasionally, but uh, Xhaka. Yeah, I just want to say everyone's Xhaka. favorite, which you know Arsenal's. Even Arsenal's fans can't stand him. <laughs> Arsenal fan TV were giving it to him yeah. 35 mil. I still have no idea they paid that much for him. Yep. Will she? And then they have Maitland Niles, who's a young, who's a young kid coming in. And yeah, I, which is not not like the worst thing to do. But, but yeah, who do you who do you take him off for? Yeah, that's the fault. And then got Ballerin. Well, that's why I think uh, Kalasnyash was usually supposed to be playing. I think they must have been resting him. Yeah, uh, and Ballerin, and then you got Welbeck, Wobi, and Lacazette. It's just yeah, it's not that it's not that threatening for any teams. And I think that no. you know, we'll hearing someone say before, it's like you know, you just keep persisting with Arsenal. As long as you're in touching distance, you really can get them. Like, they're not yep. they're not uh, impenetrable. Well, well this is a game that um, they like a lot of people have said they will literally crew like fifty second minute Ballerin scores average goals. Well, average like. goals. <laughs> it was um, it just kind of forced its way in, didn't it? Yeah, a shot from Ballerin straight to the keeper, and it kind of just um, bounced up in the air and bounced into goals. It was kind of poor goal to concede, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but at this stage of the game, Arsenal should not be losing to Bournemouth. Like. They had control of the game. Um, Callum Wilson scores in the seventieth minute, obviously to, to bring it level. Yeah, and and Jordan Ibe scores his first goal for Bournemouth uh, four minutes later. Yeah, there's a long time between drinks before Jordan <laughs> Ibe as yeah. well, because he um he, he made his move from Liverpool a few years ago. Yeah, but you know where does Arsenal go from here? I have no idea, and then, uh, there's no light at the end of the tunnel at the moment. And I think like even we go back to Arsenal TV a fair bit, but. You look at the fans now, and and these guys that were full of voice and you know fuck this, fuck that kind of thing, get all these get winger out and that, they kind of lost a part of them. Just yeah. doesn't seem to care anymore, and and that's probably the saddest part when you go, maybe it's it's so far gone, um, you know it's so far gone that they just don't. It's not that they don't care because they go to every game every week still, but. It's kind of like they've given up on 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 the project that they've got there. Well, the thing is, the season's done for them, really. Like their their best the best thing they can do now is make top four, which is or win the looking, um, English Cup. Yeah, or win the English Cup. But like, the like top four is looking less well, and less eight, likely. Yeah, eight points, eight points them. out of that. Their goal difference is yeah, atrocious. Well, that's something that's that we really need to highlight. Yeah, yeah you re- wrote that down because you look at you know Spurs, uh, Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, 25, 25, 26, and then you know Arsenal's down at eleven. And it, that's why even if they do draw the eight points, how likely are they going to catch? That goal difference. Oh, they're not. not they're going to have. They're going to have to get more points than them to uh, get above yeah. them. And again, that you know that comes down to their strike force. How many goals they're putting away? They're not. They're winning too many games by one goal. They're not putting teams away, and they're getting beaten by a lot too. Like at times, you know, City smashed them at one t- at one stage. City are eight points from doubling them. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, oh, six points. Sorry. They like. It's, oh no! Come on, get your mask on. A bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Good try. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, you know what I mean. But every week you try to do maths and it just no, never no, I just works. can't do it. Uh, yeah, for Bournemouth, but fantastic win for them. It gets them, you know, doesn't get them out of trouble, but it gets them, you know, nice into that pack, nice, nice and firmly into that pack at thirteen for right now. Twenty. It's a big points. win for them, and uh, they kind of get, yeah, they get put in the middle of the the kind of clunker teams. Right now, look at the bottom five teams, and or any any of the bottom five, I, I would love to see go: Swansea, West Brom, Stoke, Southampton, Brighton. 
They can all go. Bottom five needed. Relegate five. Get new. Get leads back in. Get Millwall um, back in. Who do you hit? Millwall. <laughs> just get Millwall back um, in. Historic day for Bournemouth, but as I said before, beating Arsenal for the first time yes. ever. Yeah, um, pretty good. Always good for the Cherries to, to do something like that. Definitely at their home ground. Um, moving on, I think, um, thank God for all the Arsenal supporters. They're probably sick of hearing about their club at the moment. Yep. Um, so we'll move, top, on, we'll move on to Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. We'll on to Spurs. <laughs> a, a London team that does win. <laughs> oh, occasionally. <laughs> um, Tottenham 4-0. Um, put away Everton. You know, it's hard to stop this attack really, isn't it? I, I know Sam's got... Everton in a good shape at the moment. They've been a little bit unconvincing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting to see what they they're going to try and do in the in the transfer window. Um, they've already signed a, a, a Turkish striker from Beskis. Okay. Yeah. Um, can't remember his name for the life of me, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I'm pretty sure it's a striker or like an attacking midfield kind of thing. Yep. Um, but Son. Best on ground performance. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bag his name anymore. Oh no, I'm waiting for you to write something down. I think you've you've t- you've turned a corner with him. Uh, yeah, his son's in fantastic form. I think Kane got uh, named. The, I think he was the Premier League Player of the Month for December. I think he got named uh, during the week as well. Son or Kane? Son, uh, Kane. Sorry, Kane got because uh, uh, he broke all the fucking records in yeah. the world. Uh, broke another record. Uh, you know, fourth year in a row, mate, scoring more than twenty goals or more in the Premier League. I think. Remember how they talked about him having his um. One off season that he, he did really well, and now he's just banged in four yeah, years in a row. It's just yeah, the one season one the chance still kind of happened. Tapping King, yeah, tapping. Well, two beautiful tappings. Yeah, uh, one one was uh, like Sun. Sun uh, is just in some absolute fantastic form. I saw someone post today that he's the most underrated player in the league. And Do you think so? It's, it's it depends what you consider underrated. Well, it, but like, the thing uh, is, but like. I rate Son. I think he's a world class player. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's world class. Well, you he, know, he's he's moving into the bracket. I'd almost say. He's, yeah, he's someone who I always thought Spurs needed. Like you know, when I look at teams like say Liverpool and they have Salah and Mane, and I always kind of want I want players like that. But then again, we got we got someone like Son, and when he when you when he's on, man, like he's somebody yeah. who's just like he's just exciting, and that's what he, it, it, he. I think he falls into the bracket of Mane Salah, where he's he's exciting to watch. He's the guy who's going to break the deadlock. Went because uh, I remember I saw someone say uh, this, and it was almost like uh, it was something like you know, Posh almost coaches Spurs too well, where there's sometimes where it's nil all, and they just they're too like in their structures that they're not going to break out and score that goal. And yep. they're like, I, as yep. someone who watches him week in week out, I get that feeling a lot when it's when we are not we haven't scored till the sixtieth, and it's still nil all. And we're thinking where this we don't know where that goal is going to come from. And Son's that guy who can can create. And He'll just gonna, kind of break them all. Yeah, he's going to take that. He's going to take them on. Uh, you know, Kane scoring two, nothing really to talk about. It's two tap ins, but we seem to we seem to smash Everton every time at the moment. Like Everton are one of those teams. We we smashed them at their home. I think we've been three or four nil as well. So like Everton, you know, they seem to be one of our teams that we like to play. You know, them Stoke and Southampton. Between all three of them, we we just got to smash all, all of them. Yeah, but, and and Everton are losing touch in um the Burnley and, and Leicester case at the moment. Leicester are four points ahead of them now. I know it's only a couple of weeks difference, well, but well, our, uh, it was a lot closer a couple of weeks ago. Well, our bet in uh who's going to finish higher out of Everton and West Ham is starting He's to tie very, up. As well. Heat up very like much it. so, isn't it? I think we we think we picked the two perfect teams to do it as well. Like, obviously, I have Everton. Uh, you have West Ham. Who's going to finish better, higher? Who higher yep. And uh, yeah, two points in it. So yeah, it, and West Ham looking like the team who's going to take over at the moment. If you look on, if, as we go on to the next game where they are absolutely demolished Huddersfield four one. Uh, one more thing on the Tottenham Everton game. Yes, that last goal class. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Like it, <laughs> it was just like a lot of Everton support uh, defenders were just ball watching there. It was yeah, just like, they couldn't really do too much, but it was kind of like they were just like, oh, where's it going? It reminds me of rugby. Sometimes you know how they do the, the pass, pass, yeah, pass yeah, in the same, yeah, exactly. In the same just going row. across the yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
One thing on Dali Ali, um, yes. he's finding form again. Some people say him because he's simplifying his game again and probably trying to not do stuff too out of this world. Yeah, he does this a lot, uh, Ali, and he, he did this last season where he didn't fire up really until, and I, was, I swear I was the only person who fucking fought this. Uh, first two, three months of the season, last season, he was horrible. Like, he was really bad, and people yep. would, but he'd get away with a couple of tapping goals or a couple of really easy, easy moments. Well, he did score that goal against Palace that kind of lit him up. Yeah, because well, that one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was. Yeah, uh, and but now like it seems like every time around Christmas, around that January period, he seems to fire up because the kind of the, the rumors or the talks are. You got a couple players like that, don't you? Like Kane in August. Well, Kane, yeah, Kane can't do anything in August. Ali can't do anything in August, September, October, November. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long. Sissoko can't do anything all season. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Like, the Mallet doesn't play for half a year because he's, he's, he's doing he's, cocaine. Yeah, because he's <laughs> coked up out of his mind. We have got a great team running at the moment. But yeah, yeah. Like, it's uh, like we've got some players in form at the moment. This is usually the time where Spurs kind of pump up a little bit. So hopefully, you know, we're through the FA Cup as well, which is handy. I know it doesn't really mean much in these early stages, but keep getting through, keep think, ticking over I'll, the goals. I think FA Cups are a, a really important tournament for you this year. Yeah, I think it is too, but just these early early games that we're playing, no one in particular, yeah. I'm pretty, like, as long as we get through like, them, I'd be happy with it. I, I, I wouldn't say throw all your eggs in the basket because you've got, you know, obviously a couple of huge competitions to be in as well, but... Yeah. Um, you know, title race realistically not in it. Like for me as a Liverpool fan, I think FA Cup's a perfect opportunity to um, come away with some silverware. Definitely since we we bummed out of the uh, English League Cup very early, um, I think it's something that we should uh, take quite seriously as well. Yeah. Um, as I said, you know what we're we're part we we support two of the top five teams in the country. Yeah. Um, there's no reason why we can't make it all the way. Yeah, what do you think of the top five, uh, top six right now? Well, I just said top five, didn't I? Yeah, you just said top five. I'm, I'm going to keep asking there. Are they? Oh, actually, I'll save this question to after. Okay. Um, okay. So just hold me on. Okay, that I'll one. hold you. I'll hold you on that. But it's right now, uh, do you think if you were making a prediction, will the top four change at all? Will anyone get break into yeah, it? Yeah, I, I definitely think Tottenham's um, the team to, to break into it, and I wouldn't like. They're literally only one game behind, and goal difference is non-existent. Yeah. Um, compared to the other two. Um, I think that from two to five is just a, it's going to be an open slather, and it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a matter of who beats who. I think it's going to be a matter of um, who has a downfall, and they and they yeah. and they lose to a couple of the smaller teams. I think the top the top six generally um, have been absolutely fantastic games this year. I don't think there's yeah. ever. I think Liverpool, uh, United, at Anfield was probably the only disappointment. Yeah, and, um, actually, and, and maybe United, Chelsea, maybe Arsenal. Arsenal, Spurs was pretty disappointing as well. Just like just because it was just a bit of a two 0 and a bit of a weird, boring game. Yeah. In that sense, it wasn't like exciting. In that it way. was a bit of a bit of a shock that result, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was very but upsetting. I think generally the big teams when they play each other this year have been quite entertaining, and they're pulling points off each other every there's, week. There's plenty of those games left as well. I know we've we've got to play Arsenal, Arsenal at You're home, Arsenal at home, Liverpool away. Uh, we've got to play City at home, United at home. What do you think about the Liverpool? Game at Anfield because you guys pulled us apart um, at at Wembley. Yep. Um, I don't feel like we're going to be the same team when we play this again. No, I, I always get I always get worried when I play Liverpool because I think always I always say it's Liverpool kind of our bogey team, but we some somehow we kind of I think we got you on a really bad day last time, and it was just a really really it's strange. strange. Was, I didn't think I, I've never seen us play that poorly against you guys yeah, ever. It was one of those ones where like even even when it was two one, I didn't feel that threatened by it because it was a very like. Out of nowhere, kind of goal that kind of Salah got uh, yeah. the Henderson to Salah. I was just kind of like, there was something, something weird about this game. It was just yeah, really, nothing happening. Yeah, and so back at Anfield, it's going to be really tough. I think Anfield's one of the uh, the hardest places to go right now. Um, they haven't lost at Anfield in 
uh, April 2017 or something, something stupid. Yeah, there you go. So it's getting close. So it was the same date that um, Crystal Palace beat us. It was the same date that Man City lost their last game, domestic <laughs> game. Wow, there we go. So before that, we played each other on the weekend. So they they both had a circle. yeah. Liverpool had a, a ridiculous home record and, and City had a ridiculous record in general. <laughs> yeah, just a um, ridiculous record. But, yeah, we'll move, we'll one move of those on. records are gone now. So. Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, West yep. Ham defeating uh, Huddlesfield. Not a hell of a lot to say, but uh, Anatovic again scoring. Uh, Lanzini somebody who I always... I really like Lanzini. I think Lanzini's great. Well, he, was a, he was a player that Liverpool were looking at pretty closely um, for a year or two there. Um, he's another player that I think would fit into the, to the Klopp system quite well. He does look a bit... Um, Skinny, I think. Skinny, he, okay. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he's got a. He looks like he could be pushed over quite easily. But in saying that, same someone like uh, Felipe Coutinho was the same, and he yeah. he, he did all right. Hey, so you got Richarlison, he just dies Richarl- every yeah. time he gets touched. Anyway, he wins a penalty. So. Um, but <laughs> yeah, they're finding their feet now, and it's funny. Um, you know, the amount of slack that they caught for appointing David Moyes. Yeah, and- um, who has has really turned his team. You know, the thing is that Moyes was a, a very good manager at Everton on a, on a budget that wasn't massive. He he um I think he's he's probably this is probably his suited type of club. You know, I mean a fighting yeah. kind of team, and um I'd say he's got the fans behind him now, and they're and they're starting to get the results going for him. But you know, he I don't know what he's done to Anatovic because he's turned into a different player since um, Moyes has come in. Yeah, we were very we were very skeptical when they made that announcement that they had signed Anatovic. We were, especially me. I know he's very. I knew he's very inconsistent, injury prone, and you know the first ten games of the season it was just like it was just confirming He'd everything I thought. Him. He got red carded. Yeah. He was injured. He was injured. He wasn't playing well at all. A lot of West Ham fans were saying he's been a wor- wor- the worst signing we've ever had. Like you know, there's been and they've had some bad signings. Yeah, like, that. <laughs> that's bad. Zaza's that one. Zaza's oh. that one. Oh, remember that penalty yes. for Italy? For Italy or West Ham? West Ham for either either or, but he's he was he's just he was absolute trash. But uh, I must uh, give a little shout out to uh, Joe. I'm going to say Joe Lolly yeah. <laughs> for his goal Lolly. for Huddersfield. Beautiful goal. I love I love a nice little curler uh, from the corner yes. uh, of the of the box. Uh, he, he looked genuinely surprised when yeah. he kicked it as well, didn't he? <laughs> he was he was it was one he of those was, ones where he's like I he's didn't like, think I was I'm, that good. I'm glad there's about 50 million cameras around here because I'm going to watch that 50 million times <laughs> over the next time. Uh, he's got the DVD of it. Surely. I reckon he. So I reckon he would have got home in where he lives in Huddersfield or where he lives and he would have just sat there on replay, I reckon, for like a good hour. I think that's what Aaron Moy does. He just looks at himself every day. Oh, well, I do it. Aaron Moy. Move it on, but uh, we've got to... Uh, Nick, sorry, where is... Where, like, the West Ham, they're sitting 11th now. Yes. Um, They are a mere two points from your boys, Everton, and, yes. and $50 richer for me. Yeah. Where would they be aiming now? Would they, would they dare to dream for the top seven? Uh, Nine points behind. In all honesty, when you look at who is seventh right now in Burnley, that makes it very doable because Burnley aren't impenetrable. They're not at, like you well. Know, they did we, lose again on the yeah, weekend. They lost again on the weekend to a team that you know three weeks ago you would have thought would have been easy beats. They're starting to you know they're starting to crumble a little bit over this Christmas period. They haven't done too well over the last ten games or so. Burnley they're dropping points left, right, and center. And uh, every time Burnley come up against a a top six team. They usually they're kind of in a bit of trouble now for some reason. Yeah, as they started off well. Yeah, do you want to go season. to this game now because we'll, we'll start the, the Palace Burnley yes, game. Yes, we'll go with that one. Yep. Um, so Bakri Sarko scores in the twenty first minute to give Palace a one 0 victory at home. They are a completely different side. They're another person that everyone questioned um, Roy Hodgson's appointment. He's turned these this club into a, from what we could only say was a dismal. Um, club destined for the championship into 
um, very comfortable at 12th at the moment. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, they're they're running they're running in a really good form right now. They're playing they're playing exciting kind of football even though they're not getting the goals that maybe they should be they're a bit more disciplined but how they go about it they're not they're yeah. not they're like they're exciting but in the sense that you know they're not running willy-nilly they're not headless chooks running around right now they're a bit more organized in the way they go about things they're looking really nice to watch uh i love the crowd i always love i love yep. the Selhurst crowd and uh i think that this is a win that uh you know it doesn't guarantee them out of relegation we've been saying it for weeks we've been saying it when they were down the bottom that they were gonna get relegated Some, yeah well there's we, just we, something about them we did the we did say the team that they they were fielding with too good to go down. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, I, I look at them right now. You know, they've been doing well the last. Who, 10 who games. have they got the next five? Next five are Crystal Palace. They well, they got a big one. They got Arsenal, West Ham, Newcastle, Everton, and Tottenham. So there's gonna be they're gonna and like they couldn't beat Arsenal at the moment. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's exactly right, isn't it? And it's... Um, one thing I will say, ask you, Nick. Yes. Now these we were talking about West Ham two seconds ago. We're talking about Palace right now. Yes. Um, these are two clubs that. Have done the recent trend, I think, in sacking a manager when everything else seemed absolutely, um, well, their hopes seemed bleak at best. Yes. And these new guys that have come in who have not necessarily have been world beaters and not necessarily um, their previous jobs been any credibility to them because they've done so poorly at their, their previous clubs. You, you, all you have to see is Hodgson at, um, at Liverpool and England manager who was dismal. Um, yep. Harry Kane taking corners is probably one of the, still <laughs> the greatest mysteries of all time. Um, David Moyes, he, he went to Spain, failed, obviously failed at United and was part of that Sunderland team that got relegated. They've come into these clubs now and changed, completely done a 180 and, and, and made them, you know, Pretty much saved them at them at them at this stage of the season. Yeah, is it going to become a trend now um, where these new managers are going to come in and and it's almost like you know what I mean a one year con- like they're yeah. going to almost have one year contracts by the end of it because you just think of it right now. Leicester new manager this year, um, Everton new manager this year, Stoke has just sacked their manager. Southampton I reckon will be close. I said they were next, but they weren't. West Swansea Brom. sacked their manager. West West Brom sacked their manager. That's six of the clubs, six, seven clubs bang straight up, and not even including West Ham and, and Palace that have swapped them over. Um, is this going to be a running trend now? It's one of those situations where it's, I don't know how it happens. It's but like the honeymoon period, isn't it, yeah. of a manager, and it just gets them over the line. But it's just funny how, like, when they do sack somebody, like, what actually changes? It's almost like the players, like, it must be the simple thing that the players now don't know if their spot's secure and they go in harder. It can't be all about the manager. I don't believe in that. I feel like there's some other kind of, you know, it's such a mental game. Like, you know what I mean? It's something that I just... It's I crazy, imagine. isn't it? Like, it's... Um, you can't just get, like... It's like, they, it's like every team gets a new lease on life. And it, and, it, and it seems when these clubs are on the brink of going down, they just hire this new manager who is not, like, necessarily, a, you know, a, you know, a world-class manager, and they just do a... You know, as I said, a one eighty, and they turn their season around, yeah. and all of a sudden they they find themselves middle tier at the table, and you know, it's it just amazes me how this cha- they change so quickly with the same players a lot of the time. That's exactly that's what I mean. Like it's just, it just, it doesn't make any sense really. But like a lot of, a lot of things that happen in the in the Premier League don't make sense. Like you know, yeah. like a lot a lot of things that happened this week don't make sense. You know, Bournemouth Bournemouth beating Arsenal doesn't really make sense in the paper, but it ha- these things happen, and that's what happens when managers take over. Teams get a new lease on life. They get reinvigorated. They understand that they're fighting for not only their you know their spot in the team, but their jobs because they like their new managers. 
always come in firm. They're going to come in and go, I will sell you if you don't want to play yeah. for me. And I will sell you. To, and, probably, and you won't play at all. And let's be honest, they'll probably say, I'll sell you to a shit club. I'll show yeah. you to a championship team and you'll be on you'll be on a quarter of the wages that you're on now. Yep. And good luck doing that. And it kind of in, it injects something new and people go, you know what? I need to play for this because I have people back home I need to feed, basically. And it kind of it, it's almost like they're playing for their lives. As you'll see in about... You know, probably five, ten weeks' time when the relegation zone starts heating up, all these teams start to really pump up a gear now yep. because they know that if they get relegated, what's going to happen to them? In, well, in that's exactly right. And, and and the reason why a lot of these managers get sacked in the first place is because these teams are so desperate to, to stay in the Premier League and, and all the riches that come with it. Um, you know, and like, say Stoke sacking Mark Hughes, right? Yep. They're 10 Premier League years. How many managers do you reckon they've had? I don't know. They've only had two. They've only had, I was going to say so, three, yeah. Yeah, so they had Tony Poulos and Mark Hughes. Now, yeah. um, they, these guys, you know, they're, they're kind of the they're solid managers. And, and Stoke have been quite good in this situation. But you, you compare it to someone who, like Palace, you know, I can name about five managers, I reckon, off the top of my head yeah, that exactly. managed Palace in, yeah. that, in that same time. West Ham as well, to a degree. Um, Leicester's had three. Yeah. In the last year, since their title winning year, yeah, um, talk about a t- talk about a fall from grace, you know what yeah, I mean? like yeah, that, that's a turnaround. You know what I mean? Like if Leicester can sack their manager six months after winning a two thousand and one Premier League title, I guess no club is safe. <laughs> exactly. But it's, um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful game. Isn't but, it? It's heartbreaking. Yeah, at times. but we'll go. We, we kind of went off a bit to, off topic there. Um, going back to Burnley, um, they're they're. Sparkle, I think, is is shining off, and they they find themselves losing touch with the top six. Um, Burnley, pretty close to Arsenal, but yeah, Burnley for top seven, uh, top six, or you know, making a top seven start and lose a bit of form here. They do play the two Manchester clubs uh, in, in the a next, row. in the next three weeks. Oh, who have they got? They got well, they got City. They got United, Newcastle, and then City. Well, Newcastle is a huge game for them. I yeah, think. so there there are if they if they go away from them. With no points, you know, it could be real uh, desperate yeah. trouble. Yeah, but they in saying that, they've, they've but... played they've played most of the big... I know they've played Liverpool over the last couple of weeks, so they've played most of the, the big clubs over this period. So good for them to get it, get them out of the way and start playing teams. You know, they should be beating, but I'd say Palace was one of those teams as well. Um, moving on to Chelsea, Leicester, Neil yes. Law. By all accounts, Leicester were the better team on the day. Um Chelsea, um, in particular, Morata got no confidence up front. There's another man who's struggling to find the back of the net in recent times. Um, good point for Leicester. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a horrible, horrible uh, point for Chelsea because they, you know, again, they win that. They get an extra couple of points in there. They're just out of touch of, you know, and they're ahead of Liverpool. You know, psychologically, yeah. you know, you even though they're, they're exactly the same point. Well, they were starting to drag away at one stage of the season, exactly, weren't they? They had yeah. the four or five point gap and it, and it looked like it'd be City, Chelsea and then the rest. But... Um, over the last, you know, couple, oh, sorry, City United and Chelsea, and then the rest, sorry. Yeah. Um, and they would have been desperate to get out of that fourth place battle, which is, you know, could be from two to four, two to six now, or not so much six, I don't think. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that they've kind of dragged themselves into a into a battle. So with United to a degree that they probably necessarily didn't want to be at this stage of the season. Yeah. Um, now I think it's going to go all the way to the wire. Um, but it, yeah, it's a disappointing point for Chelsea. Antonio Conte is he losing his players a bit? Do you think? Well, I was gonna, I was going to ask how much do you reckon Conte would pay for uh, Costa Costa's services back after everything? You know, he's, he's coming for Atletico. He, seemed, he seems like a guy that would still out of 
oh, stubborn. pride and stubbornness stubborn. would say, no, nah, I don't need him. Yeah. And Chelsea fans would say different, I tell you that. Possibly. Much. Oh, they possibly. would definitely. Like, Murata right now. Murata just baffles me in the one on ones. Yeah, you know he does. I mean? He's yeah. a world class shocker. And the one on ones is where, well, as a shocker, lights up your eyes more than anything. It's like Christmas, isn't yeah. it? Like, you got that chance at a one on one to put a finish and just, you know, run into the crowd, celebrate. And he almost <laughs> looks. Run into the crowd, celebrate. Yeah. So that's how I picture it anyway. Yeah. But for Murata, it almost seems like he dreads them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he gets this, he this like stage. He doesn't like the spotlight where he goes, well, I should score here, and everyone's expecting me to score. He's a lot better in the air. He's a lot better with those chances at a, a reaction more than um, uh, skill and placement. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for him, he's been caught out a few times this year, and the pressure is mounting on him. Yeah, he is. Uh, like Again, there's, there's more than one striker right now who's uh, who's been newly signed, who's got a bit of pressure under him. Like There's, there's three right now. And, like, you know, yep. Lukaku, Murata, and Lacazette are all, yep. are all under a bit of fire right now, and for good reason. Like you know, Again, you, know, you, you put someone like Costa in who's just, you know, who went back to Atletico, scored, scored and got, got a red card. Yeah. Um, probably, that is like the classic. Probably made a porno movie afterwards because yeah. he's just, he's an excitement, yeah, he's yeah, an excitement yeah. machine right, right now, Costa. Sorry, somebody I want. I, w- I would love it, Spurs, just because he's just a. F- he's an ent- he's an entertainment. The only man I've ever seen him back down to was Martin Skirtle from Liverpool one time <laughs> at Chelsea. The big Slovakian. Have you seen him? Man? Yeah, back, no, back down no there wonder. Well. I think he turned. Uh, there was a few challenges over the over the times that they they played against each other, and I remember it was one where he, he kind of did something a bit dodgy, and Skirtle stood up, and um, I think Diego Costa knew where where he sat in that in that line, and I don't think he ever touched him again. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's it's a it was a boring game by a lot of accounts. Yeah, uh, we didn't get didn't get to catch this one. I was halfway through a, uh, yeah. a festival at this stage. I think I was, I was I was in a bit of trouble to watch this one. But it was yeah, uh, it's yeah. another one. You know, can't really say much about this for uh, Chelsea's sake. They'd be devastated for Leicester's sake. They'd be probably it's pretty moving happy on, isn't that. it? Yeah, and they're, they're starting to realise. You know, um, Leicester's manager clear on Mara's not leaving in January transfer window. He's not he's not um, even good. fathoming the idea. <laughs> Interested to see what happens because is that him trying to jack up his price or is that no? Him? I think Morris genuinely wants to go, but I think he by accounts he understands. You know, maybe just hang it out. I think. Yeah. I think the the move itself is not off the cards. I think it's just off the cards in January because it is very hard to replace a player in January. Liverpool seem to be quite interested in in Mares, so really? interested to see what Where happens. Fit? Where was Mares fit? Mares would fit into the into the mold. I think. Would he start? Do you think in, in, oh. Liverpool, in Liverpool's best side does he start? I know it's hard. Well, the question is, would you play him or Lallana? Because that's that... a world where the Fab Four would play again. Okay. Like yeah. you'd have to think Mares as as the Coutinho replacement in the Fab Four. Obviously, a little bit different players. Yeah. Um, one well, one's left foot, one's a right foot for a start. Um, I think Coutinho's work rate's a little bit better. Maybe. Yeah. I think that's been both, a bit harsh. Both, both a bit more. Uh, both of them skillful players, but Lallana I think Mares would fit in really well in yeah, that system. It would. Yeah. I don't know what he'd be worth right now. He's starting to. He's starting to buff up his value a bit yeah, more. To, closer he's to that. Starting to find. He's starting to find that uh, form that that made him player of the year the, though, all those years ago. Now it seems like. Uh, we'll move on, but Newcastle yep. Swansea. Uh, again, you know, uh, this is one of those games where both teams would have wanted, to, really wanted to win here. I don't know if Swansea would be happy. I guess away from home, getting that point would uh, would kind of get him, yeah. uh, get him a bit more, you know, a bit of grin, a few grins behind him. But Jordan, Jordan Ayew's goal was just a little bit of um, persistence, really, yeah. more than anything, wasn't it? It was, yeah, exactly. A bit disappointed defending. You know, the goalkeeper makes the save and and was able to you know, yeah. tap it in. Um, Hoselu scores for. Uh, the tune. Um, <laughs> I got lost in for a second. Um, 
couple of goals for him now. He, he's for me, he's just, he's not quite a Premier League striker. I don't think he's up to standard. I don't think he's quite up to standard either. And, but in saying that, I didn't think that was the same with Jordan O. I, I thought he was terrible at Aston Villa when they were in the Premier League, but yeah. still finds himself at a at a Premier League club. I think Swansea were just trying to the fact that they lost his brother and then trying to make get, make it up with him with his like you know yeah basically his, <laughs> yeah his shit aversion. Yeah, but was, he's actually found the net a couple of times you now. Jordan Ayew, so he's not he's not the worst player Swansea you've got at the moment. Um, anything to add to this, Nick? It was it was probably a point that they both needed to win, and a draw doesn't help them either at all that that much. Helps Newcastle more than Swansea, I think. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it helps Newcastle more. Oh, sorry, it helps. Well, it helps them both in, in in a sense. I guess Swansea would take any point away from home right now because they're playing so goddamn poorly. Yeah, but, but for me, I think these are the teams that they they're going to be closing the gap. Like this was a six pointer. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, they might. You might be right there. Like, you know, it, it probably was actually six pointer in the grand scheme. But you know, they get an extra couple of points. They're you know tied up on nineteenth with West Brom and only a game out of relegation. But right now, they're they're firmly in there right now. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, they're the Palace of um, twelve weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. And, and as Palace has showed, twelve weeks later, they could you know they could be riding yep. high at twelfth place. So who knows? Moving on, but uh, we want to get through these last two. I want to go to West Brom versus Brighton first up. Mickey, uh, we, yeah, we both. I think we both might have picked uh, Brighton to win this one, and uh, unfortunately, we got uh, we got done. Yeah, we did, and you know, two 0 a bit of a surprise result. And well, I guess it was. I guess you know, playing at home, West Brom, uh, West Brom scoring any goal seems to be surprising at the moment. They're the most the most boring well, team. Well, no Johnny Evans' goal was. Um, just well rehearsed, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was really well rehearsed, yep. and Dawson scoring as well. Yeah, the centre backs are getting in there. Mm. Um, again, uh, new manager coming in. I don't know. It hasn't really helped West Brom, unlike the other teams. I'd, I'd say I don't, I don't think it's made much difference today. Or they, they've never seen him play more Tony Pulis football as soon as Tony Pulis left, which yeah, is exactly. interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, but for them, they got a, a, a good result and a, a team that are you know in that in that fight as well. So that they got the six pointer, I guess. Um, Watford, Southampton, a lot of talking points. Yeah, uh, the hand of death. <laughs> the hand of God, I think. The hand of God, yeah. Decore, um, people have asked, where do you, what if you, where does it sit? Um, obviously, Decore handballed. Yep, clear. Clear as day. Clear as day. Very as hard, you for, the, very hard pl- for the touch you, ump or anyone to yeah, f- spot that. But. Move away from the refs for a second because yep. obviously it should have been called. It wasn't. Um, the I don't think the ref should have, the linesman should have 100% yep. should have picked that up. That would have been right in front of his face. Well, not in front of his face, but he would have, should have, he should te- technically be in line with that, so he should have seen it. Yeah. Um, Decore, what onus does he have to admit that he handballed? Uh, this is where it gets very tricky because, you know, when you're when you're a player who gets paid as much money as you do, you're, play, you're getting paid that to win football games or, in this case, win a point. You know, I get that draw. I, I think that there's a part of him that maybe might have thought a bit bad about it. You saw his celebration. It was a bit weird. Like, he kind of didn't know what to do. It's almost like he was expecting it to get called yeah. back. Uh, look, if it was me, I would I would accept the goal. And in honesty, I, I can't. I like I'm not going to pretend like I'd be the the better man and say, "Oh no, I handballed it." You can't really. It's do how that. much you were like. It's like being forced, not forced to cheat. Obviously, he 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 got the hand on it, but it's kind of going along with it. Just like you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Kind of thing. I know me personally. It's believe it or not, Nick. Um, yeah. I, I find it very hard to accept, but I think in the you know me personally. If I was playing that game and that happened, that winning, I think I would have just ran to the corner flag. 
um, in celebration. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to try and pretend to be the better man. 100%. You won't have a way yeah, to be there. I, I like that. That was um, too bad. Like, we both know I'm, I'm quite competitive. Yeah, so I was going to say. I think no for, any, for the win and, you know, an important point. Well, imagine, like, you know, let's put our, like, you know, let's put our goggles on here and say Decore, you know, basically admits to being a handball and they take it back and they lose the game. You know, he goes back to that dressing room and I tell you what, like, you know, it, People would not be happy with him. Like, who knows? Like, well, these are these, yeah, these, these are huge games, aren't they? And they have repercussions. Well, imagine, imagine the, the uh, manager coming back and going, "You know what? If you're not going to do that for our club, we'll get, we'll, we'll get rid of you." Like, yep. you know, if we, like you got to do anything you can, and that's like, unfortunately, that's why a lot of players, you know, a lot of players, you see a lot of players diving in the box and that because you know they're not they're not exactly the most honest. Players. So, I tell you, who was ballsy to dive on the weekend? Sterling had a dive early on. I didn't see it. Actually. And I, seen this. I tell you what, for a man that got booed every time he touched the ball because they don't forget down at. Um, <laughs> Manfield, um, very ballsy. Uh, I was so glad for him to have an absolute stinker. But wait, um, but, wait, but what is the difference between somebody diving in the box and something like this? Like, yeah, yeah they're, both, they're both trying to cheat, but essentially cheat to uh, like. An it's, it's, it goes harsh. back to probably what made him a lot of these players professional footballers going doing what they had to do to win exactly. and doing what they had to do to be better than the, the person next to them. And, and you know, no, there's no way he meant that. I don't we, think he if, meant to him. If, we've, if they've been raised their whole life to win yeah. and and that's why and and that's why they're here, as I just said, like half these people have been, that. that's all they've been their whole life is to win. They do anything to win. They'll run the extra mile then. They'll do the extra lap when they were kids compared to the other kids. You yeah. know, they'll get the training an hour before to be better and to be the best and to win. And that's all they know. And a lot of players exactly. don't know anything else besides what they what they do as a profession, and that's play football, and that's what they have to do. Yeah, exactly right. So, in, you know, when you look at it in that term, he's just doing exactly what he's trained his whole life for. And for me personally, I actually – I know, like, on the – like, in the outside stuff, I don't like cheating really, I don't, you know, all that kind of stuff, but – for me, I know personally, um, in the heat of the moment, I would have just gone, I would have done do you, the same, exactly the same thing because at the end of the day, it? you turn them on to in, for winning. Do you think he meant it? Uh, very, very hard to say he meant it. Yeah, I, 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 I genuinely don't think, I think he almost, he tried to head it and he's kind of got his hand I think because the, the goalkeeper air. was close to him, he was kind of almost kind of bracing Get, getting, for it. Yeah, yeah like and a, yeah, exactly, like that's the other thing too, you'd be very... Um, picky to say that he he did that deliberately. Ward Prowse scores two goals, which yep. you're not a big goal scorer. Nick, we do have one more game yes, to go to. Man United versus Stoke this morning. Um, very standard win. Stoke um, signed their new manager, Paul Clement, I think it is. Yep. Um, looking in the stands. Oh, Paul Lambert, sorry. Yeah. Um, What'd you say the first time? Clement. No. Oh. The old Swansea Good boss. Job. I was, yeah. Good job. Um, it was one of those games that yeah. I, I, I was at work during this, and I remember I looked at my EPL app when I should have been working, and I remember seeing. Oh, well, I was watching the game when I should have been working. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was. Uh, I, I looked at where, you know, on the EPL live uh, app, they ha- like have spots where they, the goals have been scored. And I remember looking at uh, the three, and two of them were outside the box, and one was inside the box. And in- immediately I went, Lukaku's one's inside the box. Like, I, knew, I just knew it. It I, was actually a, a good goal by yeah, Lukaku. It was. It was. So he used his body well, and it was a goal of persistence in the end. Um, you see, when he scored, he had, he he showed a lot of passion after like, after scoring. Kind of like finally, I've scored here. Yeah. And and it was a goal of pure persistence. He'd been trying all day, hadn't been going that well for him. 
for me, United win 3-0, and it was quite a boring game. Yeah, you Martial know, scores a really good goal. Yeah, Martial. and Martial scores again kind of thing. Mar- uh, Valencia scored a fair few goals. To see. Like, he, he has. He scored a few crackers Isn't as well. Isn't it outrageous that United were talking Martial going to Arsenal away? I just don't think that in any world that would have been a good move by do you, them. Do you remember when uh, Spurs put in like a, 12, a $12 bet for Martial on the, in, the, in, the, in the summer transfer? No. Yeah, but Spurs put in a twelve dollar. Like, they put in like a twenty million dollar bid for Martial. We talked about it on the show. That's how much you remember. Oh, and yeah. we, we just laughed at it. We just we laughed at the, the potential of him only being worth that much. And like, because he's he's a, he's a superstar, Martial. He's like, a superstar, and he's, he's some, a superstar on the way, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He, he's worth he's worth a lot of coin right now, and he's something that you know it, it's very special to be at, you know somebody at that ground right now, watching him play week in week out. Uh, we will take a break, but Mickey, of course, yep. we will come back. Facebook's finest is on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about some transfers, and we're going to give our predictions for week twenty four of the Premier League season. And we're back with another week of Facebook's finest, um, our weekly dig at people all over the world or across the, uh, on the internet. Um, we have a good laugh at the funny things that pop up that we see, Nick, and uh, yes. mainly people's comments that kind of we don't really agree with that you might agree with, but we'll call you stupid for it anyway. Or some funny stuff. Like, you know, there's always some funny posts, some funny tweets and that. Uh, I'll get you started if you want, Mickey. Yes. At, uh, at Gibbs Bryan, uh, yeah, as we all know, uh, Nottingham, Nottingham Forest actually uh, defeated Arsenal in the FA Cup. Yes. Four two. Uh, and Not just beat them, really destroyed them, yeah, didn't they? they? Will, yeah, they beat them quite convincingly in the end, didn't they? Uh, and at Gibbs Bryan says Nottingham Forest kit looked like Bayern Munich's. That's where the problems begin. <laughs> Yep, yeah, that is very true. They um they cannot beat Bayern to save their life. Well, good news, they won't have to play them this year. Yeah, exactly. They're not even playing the same competition, that's why. <laughs> um I'm gonna have a dig at myself this week, Nick. Oh, okay. uh, as a Liverpool supporter. Um yep. the photo for the Liverpool calendar coming out this week this obviously for two thousand eighteen. Oh no. <laughs> Felipe Coutinho features on January. Oh really? You're yeah, kidding. He does, I'll show you right now. Oh, no. Someone's actually pointed out that he is actually looking at the sixth of January, which is the day he got signed for Barcelona. <laughs> That's good. Don't worry, I got my I got a Spurs calendar last year, and I swear, like the second half of the year was all players who don't even play anymore. <laughs> we got yeah, we got Jansen and Walker and players like that who don't even get a game or don't play for the club anymore. It's just, yeah. it's just an upsetting feeling. Um, this comes comes from the football community. Uh, breaking news, Barcelona officially signed Philip, uh, Philippe Coutinho, did, in case you didn't know. No, I th- don't you worry on you. I actually felt sad for like a couple of days. Like, I actually, like, when I saw the videos of me at Barcelona, I kind of felt like a little bit sad. Like, oh. kind of like something like it died. <laughs> well, and, and the photo came out and he said, that's a smile of a man who never has to play with Jordan Henderson or Dejan Lovren again. <laughs> Not the worst Have you seen his uh, selfie with Iniesta? No. And someone, someone's like pretended to be him on his Twitter and like kind of like cut his name out, put it, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. A, and he goes, uh, for my first training with Iniesta today, finally I can play with someone who can pass ball unlike Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Henderson coughs so much for Liverpool. I know he does. It, I don't know if some, a lot of it's deserved, but some of it isn't. Um, James Weston posted on Premier League Banter Group. Now, I, 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 I hope to God that he's taken the piss. Like, I really do hope that he is. Yeah. Um, Mo Salah during the week or the week before, sorry, won the best African player of the year. 
um, against Aubameyang, I'm pretty sure, possibly. No, sorry, it was Mane and Keita that made the, the top three. Yeah. Now, I'll like to remind you all that they're three Liverpool players. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, uh, and he posted on the Premier League banter group. Yes, of course. My um, I'm, a, I'm an Everton fan, but congratulations to Salah for winning the Best African Player Award. Ronaldo and Messi have never won that. You know why they haven't won that? Because they're not from Africa, you idiot. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope. I hope. Uh, surely having to be done. The thing is, I don't. You, I don't know what these guys. You don't know, yeah. Because like you see some of the comments people put, it's absolute stupidity. Uh, I got another one. Uh, this one came from I think it was like the best of Arsenal fan TV after the uh, the four uh, two Forest uh, Forest loss. And uh, then Ronan, Ronan Prina, Prina comes out with this one on Facebook saying, that's what happens when Arsenal stayed in the forest for too long. <laughs> Not bad. I like Not it. Bad. Whenever you bring some little puns with the scoreline in, it always gets me happy. All right. Um, you're going to have to use your imagination a little bit I about this it. one. I love it when Mickey tries to explain pictures. So, yeah, this one hopefully I can. Now, the photos of um, Mr. Ozil and Alexis Sanchez coming in. Yes. Um, Obviously, a lot of the teams these days have their professional suits that they come in. And, you know, pre-game suits, they all wear the same, nice and button-up shirts, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Let's say Sanchez has come in with his um, his tie, like like he'd just been home from a night out, his shirt unbuttoned, yep. um, looks very scruffy. Mesut Ozil doesn't even have a tie. <laughs> yeah. He's got his shirt unbuttoned. See, you see that? Yeah. And it's that one, Nick. Uh, so you see exactly what I mean. Um, so care factor zero. Uh, the caption was, when you're at your last day of school and you just wear whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Not so bad, yeah. Oh, look, it kind of sums it up, doesn't it? I wonder if Ozil's actually on the way out. Uh, this one comes from the football feed. Um, you know, they, you get different prizes for man of the matches, Mickey. Uh, you know, some, yep. Some people get, yeah, some people <laughs> I know where it's coming up, yeah, yeah. Some people, some people get you know, a car, some of them win, uh, some of them win a lot of other things. And a South African's player for winning a man of the match... Got five gigabyte of data, <laughs> and he's got a big check for it from Telcom, and he's looking down at it, and he's not too impressed. I don't know. I think I would hand that one back, me. I yeah, uh, it's, if you don't have a plan, unless yeah, it. maybe he's on prepaid over there. He's probably got unlimited data, anyways. <laughs> um, I heard this quote, and I saw a photo today of of Liverpool in a car form, Nick. Yes. Um, Jason Cundy actually pronounced it pretty well this morning when I was listening, and I had a good laugh, and I just had to kind of repeat it. Um. Definitely when I saw a meme today, and, yeah. and it was pretty much on the bias of what he said. Um, if Liverpool was a car, the front would be um, a Lamborghini, the midfield would be a Porsche, and the defence would be a Hyundai XL. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the, is the midfield or Porsche, really. Uh, that was being you know, yeah, generous. Maybe, maybe a bit generous. But, uh, maybe when Keita gets there. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how he turns up. Uh, Danny Welbeck. Uh, this isn't actually Danny Welbeck, but uh, it's at Wellbeast. I'm assuming he's not certi- He's not uh, verified, so it's not going to be his actual account. Uh, this this one goes like this. Lost 8-2 to Manchester United, kept his job. Lost 6-0 to Chelsea, kept his job. Lost 5-1 to Liverpool, kept his job. 5-1 to Bayern thrice, kept his job. And you think losing 2-1 to Bur- Bournemouth is going to make him get sacked? <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs> it's it sums up. Do you have well, me, we're staying on the Arsenal subject here, oh, and um, we're just take, I'm just taking a little quote off Arsenal TV. One of the main guys is this a guy, fan love guy, and he's just stopped saying blood and fam now. Has he kind of moved on from that? Or is he, Which one we talking uh, about? I can't, I can't remember. There's so many of them on troops. there. Yeah, troops. I think it is troops. Blood fam. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure it was troops that said this today. Okay. <laughs> 
he, he, um, sorry, his conclusion to the Arsenal winger subject, which is I can't help but feel that this is this sounds actually so brilliant yep. that it's it's like you know when a marriage is only and the only thing that's keeping you together is the kids. Yeah. <laughs> that was DT. That was, that DT. Was, yeah, that's so. Uh, that's a good one. I like that one. Do you have any more, Mickey? Um, I'm just having a quick look. Got, Do you have any more? I've got two more for you. Arsenal fans complaining that uh, that the rival club is selling Alexis Sanchez to direct rivals. He's going to United, not Burnley. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> direct rivals. Uh, do you have any more for Mickey? Oh, one more if you want me to round that off. Uh, no, well, yeah, you round this off, Nick. Uh, list of Pauls I'd rather have managing Stoke than Paul Lambert. Paul Mearson, Paul Ince, Paul McCarthy, Paul Blart from Mall Cop, or Paul from the film Paul, who is an alien, by the way. Still rather. Him. I, I don't think they're. I don't think they're too happy with him. Do you have any more before we move on? Uh, no, I think it's time we moved on. I like it. Uh, we got we got some more. You know, transfer. We're in the in the heart of it right now. Obviously, Coutinho is gone. We've kind of talked on it a little bit. Uh, if you want, to just give me a really quick summary, Mickey. Uh, Coutinho. Yeah, he's gone. He's, yep. gone, he's gone for Rovers. Let's be honest. He's been. He's gone for probably more than what he's worth. So Disappointing to say for the season. Um, you can't play Champions League at um, Barcelona this year. Um, don't forget. Can't. No, we can't because he's played for Liverpool already. Oh, well, yeah. Go. So, I think he was so desperate for the for the deal to go through. That he was happy to um, you know get rid of that for a year. Um, the only thing for us, it, it kind of leaves us in a little bit of you know hole where we're going to go. You know, we've got Van Dyke to replace Van Dyke made the transfer, obviously, scores in his first game yeah, at, at the FA Cup. And you've got Cater coming in uh, in, in six months' Or, you know, a couple of weeks, hopefully, but I don't think that's going to happen, yeah. are going to have, you know, 70 million just at least to spill a from to say Van Dyke's money was taken out of uh, yeah. Coutinho's, and, you know, you've got 70-something mil, like you can buy probably a decent uh, replacement for Jordan Henderson. Oh, goalkeeper first, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a transfer that was coming. And it was just kind of like a bit disappointed it happened earlier than I thought. Sanchez is the the talking point of the papers that yes. over the next couple of days um, until he makes a decision. Um, me and City have officially bailed out of the the race for him. Um, reasons for his wage demands, I think, and they're not prepared to pay. Um, I don't think the the transfer fee for him to come now. They they, yeah. they kind of banked on him to hold tight. Um, Sanchez must be that is that desperate to not be a part of Arsenal for the rest of the year. He doesn't seem like he's going to take that for answer. And this is where Man United have come in. Um, twenty five to thirty five million pounds they're willing to pay, which is quite ridiculous. Whether they could wait six months and try and think, but I don't think they're prepared to go head to head with Man City yeah. when there's no transfer fee involved. Yeah. The wages are going up between two fifty and three hundred thousand pounds yeah. to as high as three fifty. Don't hold me on that yeah, last I bit. Heard 360 yeah, yeah, so Depending that's on what currency you're going for, of course. So that that was another factor um, in in the Sanchez deal that made Man City pull out. It would have made him City's highest paid player, which I think like. You can see the domino effect that happens after someone like that. I think he wanted to be City's highest paid player as well. Yeah, that was something he kind of wanted. He almost wanted to use that as like a badge of honour. Kind of yeah, thing. which do you really want a player that is, who, who wants to carry that badge around? 
Well, obviously, well, you know, it just seems like he's going for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, it's very strange what how Sanchez is going about things at the moment. A lot of Arsenal fans are just kind of like get the, get him the fuck out of this. Yeah, he was poised. And we, we're talking about Phil Coutinho and we're talking about Sanchez. Two completely um, different perspectives of how they've played this first half of the season. Yeah. Um, well, they, both start, they both started the same. They both started with a, like with what we would call probably fake injuries. And yeah, no, but I'm talking about form, and okay. I'm talking about commitment on the pitch. You can't question Coutinho the way he played yeah. from that transfer window to the next. Yeah. He was outstanding. He probably played some of his best football. Um, Sanchez left a lot to be aside. His attitude was horrible, yeah. and there's a difference. You know, um, Phil Coutinho leads. As a fan favourite, I'd say still Liverpool. Like, there's no real hard feelings. You know, the, the South Americans love Barcelona and, yeah. and Real Madrid, and, and when they come calling, um, very little. Um, oh, not many, very many South Americans say no to that. It's funny because I remember, like, yeah, at the start of the season, I would have put Sanchez as you know, maybe my top three players of the whole league. Like, he would have been one of my, I think, one of the best players in the league, top five for sure. And now it's almost like. And, you know, you've been very much on the Coutinho bandwagon. And now it's very much just... And it shows in terms of how you conduct yourself on, on a 24-hour basis and how you conduct yourself on the pitch. They've crossed over. Like, yeah. They really have. Yep. Sanchez has the ability because we, we all know how. Well, and that's the thing too. As soon as Sanchez um, makes the move wherever he moves, you, you can just tell he's going to flick the switch on and, and the £35 million pounds is going to seem like a bargain. Where does, where, does, where does he fit in in the, oh. in the United States? He fits in a lot better than what he would at Man City. Where does he even play at City? I don't. I have no idea where he plays at City. Now, Sanchez Aguero was a, a big topic that we used to talk about yeah. before the start of the season. Do you think he's better than Aguero still? Uh, look, it's interesting because you know Aguero, as much as he, he's been putting away goals, he hasn't been. He's, you know, he's been injury prone at the moment. He gets uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah he, he misses a few games. He kind of pop. He bobs up a little bit sometimes. Uh, you know, he does have competition, but Jesus is out at the moment. With yeah. Injury, of course. Uh, I'd say Aguero currently is a better player right now than Sanchez. I think Sanchez overall has the ability to probably tear games over, uh, open a bit more yeah. than Aguero because Aguero is getting a bit older. We must admit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we must admit that. But uh, yeah, I, I think that right now Aguero is a better player. Yep, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, it, it, it leaves a whole can of worms because um, Sanchez, it looks like the United deal will go through for him now. He looks like he'll be set to join. Interesting to see Chelsea have just poked their nose in at the last minute. Um, He'd probably fit into Chelsea probably the best, I'm trying to think. Does Arsenal want this? Like, you know, as, a, as an Arsenal fan, it's bad enough saying... Um, selling one of your best players to um, Man United stinks of Robin Van Persie yeah, kind of thing. They, they are still very, very salty on the Van Persie deal. It, they are. And for me, for, for Van Persie, it almost like he, he escaped Arsenal to go to, the, to United. And I can't help feel that if Sanchez goes, he'll have a fantastic first season, have a pretty good second season, and then he'll probably follow the same suit as um, Van Persie where – he, he played a couple of years at United, had a couple of great years, and then they kind of chewed him up, spit him out. You know what I mean? Where he they, they saw the decline happening early, they got rid of him early, and he kind of just fell into a footballing wilderness almost yeah. at Fenerbahce. Um, probably not so much in Turkey, but I feel like this is going to be the same fate as Sanchez unless he stayed in the Premier League. But, um, you know, you know Van Persie, he could have left Arsenal a club legend. Yeah. We both agree on that. And now he's, a, he's probably, like, he's... Yeah, he's scum, isn't he? Like, he's, he, he's, he's, he's dead to a lot of them, probably in the same category as Sol Campbell. Yeah. He's at Tottenham. Yeah, definitely. Um, Judas. But Judas. He, he's, <laughs> he's a Premier League winner, same as Sol Campbell. No, Is true. it worth it? 
Ah, uh, you'd have to say it is, wouldn't you? Like, I guess on a personal level, I think it is, but... But at the same time, like, he would have had... Le- like, he almost could have had a statue... Oh, not a statue, but, you know, he was going to be a, a, a firm club legend. Depends, and that's for it life. What, it depends what you want. Do you want to be a solo player? Do you want to be known as the best player who never won something? Or do you want to be known as a player? Well, he wouldn't have been. Seren Gerrard is. Well, yeah, that's very true. Not the Premier League anyway. But he did win the Champions League. Uh, but, uh, or, or a player who won the league with a team. Like, you know, it depends what you want to be a part of. Like, you know, I, I think if, you know, Mares could choose between having his player of the year award or the Premier League, I know what he would choose. Like, he would choose the Premier, yeah, the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, but it's... But he's just like, why can't a club, a club legend, but is it is a bit different than winning yeah, a Premier League trophy? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I, got so much more feel to it. I think it is a good argument. You like, hate, like where can he go back, Van I guess he could go Man United, but Man United don't really have that much. They don't. They, they don't consider him as like you know, consider him as a player who came in and did did, did a, a good job. Good but job. he can't go back to that day and people go Van Per. You know, remember that day? You know, Van Persie could have gone. Remember that day? He scored that fucking absolute cracker volley. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they don't talk about him. Yeah, that I don't even talk. Like, he can never go back to Arsenal, obviously, and that's and that's the difference. I think um, it's it was all fun and games when he had that two or three years at United and had an absolute ball. But yeah. you know, he, he's probably living a lifetime of memories that he could have gone back to Arsenal and could have taken his kids there. And now he doesn't. Now Sanchez will probably find you okay. know a similar kind of thing, okay, so similar where, kind of fate. Sorry. Where is uh, where do you think Sanchez goes? Do you think it's United? I can't help feel that he'll go to United. I think he'll be very soon too. I, I think Chelsea's sniffing around, but I, I think the only place worse for Arsenal fans for a player to go um, is Spurs. Is Spurs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's to, um, Chelsea, sorry. Yeah, in terms of people in the race. Yeah, yeah. like Fabregas now, just to give him as well. Yeah. Is another player. Uh, what about, okay, another so player, where, sorry. where do you think he would, uh, where would he fit in best? I think, it'd be I think he'd be, well, I think, yeah, if you play the Murata role at Chelsea, he'd be very good. Oh, Jesus. Imagine that putting in him and, him and Hazard what, together. What do you think about someone like Bastoye? Should he get should he get sold off in transfer? Um, not necessarily. Loaned out, loaned out for Yeah, a, maybe. Give him some game time. But he can't be loaned out while they've, that if they didn't have Sanchez. I think for him personally, um, Chelsea would be the perfect fit. I think I struggle to feel where he would, he'd work fully well at Man United, maybe behind Lukaku. It's just like, yeah, because you got you really do have to kick someone out who's you know has really earned their position. You're not gonna. It's not like it's someone yeah. who we're not. You're not replacing with someone like it's not like a goalkeeper who we're just like we're bringing him in. He's a better goalkeeper. He can fit in Liverpool quite easily. Yeah. Than somebody who is. Really well, Liverpool are reported to have a little bit of a sniff too, but I don't think they're prepared to pay the wages. And I honestly don't. Honestly, for for Sanchez, it doesn't have the same appeal, does it? No, I don't think Sanchez would fit in. And that, and that's, and that, that hurts me to say, but it doesn't have that same appeal. And yeah, as I said, that, the, the, we honestly don't need him either. And I don't think where his ego and that would probably fit in well with Liverpool at the moment, anyway. Yeah, you've got enough flair going on around around your team, anyway. Yeah, you really do. You don't need you don't need anyone else. Uh, anyway, any any other ones you want to get in before we get into our predictions? Um, no, I think we've covered more. Um, we'll, quickly, we'll go back to. There was something that I meant to ask you. Was it about uh, new Wales manager? Yes, Ron Giggs, new manager of Wales. What do you reckon? It's a bit of a out of blue, wasn't it? Like I wasn't expecting anything to do with that. I, I haven't really read too much into it, but it is it's something that you know definitely caught me off guard. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, quickly, too, Arsenal are looking into um, Bordex 
uh, striker Malcolm, the Brazilian, yes. and Aubameyang, they're, they're dipping into a little yeah, bit too. Yeah, I've heard things about Aubameyang, but Aubameyang is somebody who every transfer window gets put up. Uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, they're going to pay the eighty million, they're going to pay the seventy million, sixty million. He's, I don't think he's going to leave. I don't, and if he does leave, I don't think he's going to leave in January. I, like, I, I think it's six months time, real rumors will start coming up. And realistically, why would they get Aubameyang? They got like I said, like isn't that is? Didn't they want a striker? Like where? What is that going to play? Where are you going to play with? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Can, I don't know where he goes. Can play anywhere besides up front? I'm sure it can, like, but uh, like, yeah, that's what you. If you're signing a striker for 60, 70 million, which is what they'll have to pay for him, then why you wouldn't want to pay him playing behind a striker or anything like that? And then Lacazette, we're going to use him as a super sub, a fifty million dollars super sub. Like, it just it reeks of just like uh, it reeks of desperation, a re- yeah. of, of a panic buy that you just kind of like, I need to please the fans. We're losing Sanchez. We need someone to replace him. With. Yeah, it really, is something like that, isn't it? And who, who yeah. would you, if you had to pick, say, say Sanchez goes tomorrow, uh, if you were Arsenal, who would you be targeting? Well, you? well, they need a, they need a front three at the moment. Um, so like behind like, behind Lacazette, behind Lacazette. Lacazette. You can say they have Ozil, or say they still have them. Yeah, they've got him at the moment. I don't think he'll go in the January transfer. Sure, they won't let go of both of them. No, he'll go. He'll go in six months' time. Wingers wise, I'll be looking at someone like a Douglas Costa if he's available. Yeah. Um, I know he's at Juventus at the moment. I don't know how much he's playing. I'd be definitely looking at Julian Draxler. Yep. Draxler's somebody who I swear every club should be looking at because yeah. you know, PSG have come out and said yeah. they wanted to offload him before. Like they said, we need to get rid of him because of the wage bills and everything like that. And uh, I don't know why people haven't gone harder at him. He's, he's a quality player. I'd love him at Liverpool. I, at one stage, I, th- I thought Liverpool should have definitely gone for him. And mm. for whatever reason, they went, nah, nah, It's kind of the name in Sean Lights too that we never seem to really make, as Liverpool, we never make the, the full-blown world star. Yeah. Like we got, try to create them. That's well, we have, haven't we? Yeah. Like, if you think about it, like the players we got, we have generally created the world yeah. stars. There's so one thing Klopp um, has has done. You you think of every signing besides Karras yeah. that Klopp's made. Um, every signing has turned into a player that um, has turned into a very good player. He's, he's nurtured him into a better player at the, at the very best, at the very least. Sorry. Um, I'm talking about Robertson. I'm yep. talking about Ox. Yep. Even Ox has improved. Uh, I don't think Firmino was in the Klopp era. I think he was right at the end. Yep. Um, Mane. Everyone questioned his wage. Yep. Um, how much we paid for him. Salah. They questioned him big time. Yeah. So if you look at the players that he's invested in, he's handpicked them, and they've all turned out to be profitable players for Liverpool. Um, yep. Even um, Naby Keita will be interested to see how he goes. Yeah, of course, that's a more expensive one. So it's um, I'm not sure about Emre Chan if he was part of the Klopp era. I can't remember. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's still uh, he's still getting a lot of uh, word in from Juventus. They were, that Juventus is still pretty keen on somebody like him. He seems like a player who would fit into the Italian league pretty well. Like I think he's a player too that will ride this out to the very end yep. as well. I think he'll he'll milk it for everything he's worth and he'll get the top dollar for him. Well, if if, uh, if he wants to go, like you know, it depends. This, these next five months could be very critical for somebody like Emre Chan who turns around and goes, you know what, this side's actually looking really promising right now. Maybe I want to stick around. And, and imagine him with a, like, for me, I'd really love to see him have a partnership with Naby Keita. I think, I think Chan's unbelievable. I think he's fantastic. I don't know how, like, when, a, when, a, when you look at somebody and they're like, oh, you're Henderson's you know, captain or, like, sometimes ca- or captain sometimes whenever he gets a fucking game. But uh, like, I don't think he's good enough to play in Liverpool squad. I don't think he's Premier League. I don't think he's as good as what everybody, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone... Th- 
thinks overly the top of him, well, but I, th- I think I think he plays for England a lot. He, you know, he's starting to he's starting to get worked out of that side. Um, yeah, you know, starting like you know, Wilshire between Wilshire Ali, then you got the Dyer Winks, and like you got these players that seem they just seem to be kind of going for hanging the, around. Yeah, for the youth, I guess for more even Livermore, like they're starting to get players like that in. And I just don't see where Henderson's kind of going to fit into the side. I, I really could see Henderson not like necessarily leading, but really kind of be put to the back and almost coming being a being a sub. You know, coming yep. coming into the future. Yeah, no, um, Henderson, yeah, and, and it doesn't help with a lot of his injuries too. That helps. He can't quite get a run of games together. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens for him in the next six months. Um, definitely if Chance stays. Yeah, cool. Uh, we will get into our yeah, we'll need to. Yep. predictions, of course. As we were saying before, I am currently winning 11-8, to 8, but um, he took out last week's by a considerable amount, actually, in the end. You did very well, Michael. Wasn't, Thank you. I wasn't very happy with that. But anyway, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose by a lot. Uh, we've got to go through nice and quickly. We've got, uh, we've got, a, lot of, we've got a nice few mouth-watering games, of course. Uh, we're going to start off with Brighton versus Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea 2 1. I'm going to Chelsea 3 0. Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Ooh, Crystal Palace 1 0. I'm going to go 1 all draw. Burnley versus Man United. Uh, United 3 1. United 5 0. Uh, Everton West Brom. Uh, I think Everton will cover 2 1. I think it's going to be a nil all draw. Uh, every West Brom game, I swear, I think it says it's going to be a nil all draw. Uh, Leicester Watford. Leicester 3 1. Leicester 2 0. Uh, Stoke Huddlesfield. Uh, yeah, I think Stoke will win 1 0 with a new manager. I think Huddlesfield will draw 1 all. Uh, West Brom, Bournemouth. West Ham. Oh, West Ham, Bournemouth, sorry. West Ham, 3 2. I'm going to go 2 all draw. Uh, Man City, Newcastle. Jeez, Newcastle playing Man City again. They played them a month ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, start. Yeah, I know how it Google, works. Um, I think City will be out for blood this time. Um, but I think Rafa Benitez will, will make it a bit... Actually, 2-1. <laughs> uh, you, it was a 1-0 last time. Uh, I guess you know, City either will be out for blood and going That's for That's for City too, I'm going for. to win, or it's going to be a real close game. I think City will, uh, will win, and I think it'll only be a 1-0 win again. Southampton, Spurs? Uh, Spurs will win 4-0. Yeah, I was going to say 4-0. Well, I'll go 4-1 because I think we beat them 4-1 over at St. Mary's last year. And Swansea versus Liverpool. Do you Ooh. consider any of this a danger game? You know, you do have a weird record against Swansea. There can be the kind of the thorn in your side, but right now Swansea are absolutely trash. So what do you, what do you do? Um, I fear these teams a lot now because they just go out and out defence a lot now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, guys, well, you guys will be tired after last week's game, potentially still tired. Like, oh, well, in saying that, but like in saying that, we had... We've just got out of the long period. We're going to have a, a, a full week's break. So yeah, true. Um, I think we'll be all right for the challenge. I think we're going to win 3-0. Yeah, I, I think Liverpool wins quite easily. Uh, I think they will win 4-1, same as Spurs. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't really see too many massive upsets here. I think this is kind of a, cons- a consolidation week, especially for teams, a team like City, who, you know, coming back off that uh, after that, you know, big game against Liverpool, it's actually quite a nice little fixture for them. It's not like they're getting... It's not like they're getting a team like Leicester away or something like that at this stage, which could have actually troubled them. I feel like this is quite an easy one. Same with Liverpool. I think they're very handy getting a team like Swansea. And, you know, any, any away wins always critical for these kind of games. And when you're playing a team like Swansea away, it should be pretty quite easy. Yep. Uh, of course, Mickey... Uh, any takeaways before we get out of here? Um, no, nah, I think we cover most of the topics, haven't we? Yeah, well, my main takeaway is that uh, Harry Gant's a superstar. <laughs> uh, yep. he's, he actually he overtook um, Sheridan as the 
All time lead, yeah, twenty four for Spurs. Don't know if that's a massive record considering there aren't really many. Like that's as many goals he's scored a bit over hundred, but like it shows. You know, as as we're saying before, four four years in a row, twenty goals plus. He's you know scored two goals in the FA Cup. He scored many goals in the Champions League. I'd like to see how many goals overall he scored this season because it'd be getting it'd be above thirty probably. Um, one takeaway. I wonder how teams will react to Liverpool beating Man City. Definitely their own game, and it'd be interesting to see if they. Um, notice the cracks that Man City do have in their defence um, and whether they try to exploit them or not because I feel that a lot of the teams just sit back and wait for the pressure to come at them. They ne- it never ends well. So it would be interesting to see if a couple of teams go a bit more ballsy. And my last question to me, just a one-word answer, who's going to score next, Lacazette or Murata? Murata. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total 90 Premier League podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. My main man, Mickey K, is going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey. Um, big week again uh, for a lot of these teams. Should be a lot of short bets, but I guess we'll find out and stay tuned for next Tuesday, and we'll let you know all about it. It's going to be the best week of the Premier League, the best season of the Premier League, because we're going to take you every step of the way through it. Yeah.